Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. It's so great to have you here and to share stories of innovation and opportunity across real estate, property, and building services. And the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible across how we design, build, buy, sell, rent, and invest in property and all of the associated behavior and activities around that. Now, none of this would be possible without our sponsors. So a big shout out to the Direct Connect team, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the innovators behind the Forms Live and RealWorks Forms, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Thank you for your support of the podcast. My guest in this episode is the irrepressible Peter Shrubmaid, the head of Australia's premier PropTech accelerator, the Reach Australia program. He's also a director of the PropTech Association of Australia and someone that I am very proud to call a dear friend. Now, Pete took up the mantle of the REACH program this year after many years at Box Brownie, one of the poster boys for scaling Australian PropTech, where he grew the business into 129 countries through his seemingly constant attendance and industry events around the world, and his well-earned reputation for being great company and very quick to shout a beer. Now, a warning, Pete and I can talk under wet concrete, and we do in this episode. It's a bit of a longer one. As Pete talks through the 2023 REACH cohort, and we do go down a few rabbit holes. So it is slightly longer than normal, but worth the listen as we cover a veritable who's who of exciting prop techs, well worth watching. A very dear friend of mine, um, Peter Shrubmaid from REACH Australia, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is my second time. so It I'm is like, your second time. I'm it is. You are one of the privileged few <laughs> <laughs> for a yeah, second like, go-round. To what do I owe this uh, uh, pleasure? Well, you've you got know? a new job, so now you're more interesting again, you see. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, so tell us what is the um, elevator. Now, you actually hold the honour of having the very best elevator pitch ever when you gave it for Box Brownie. When I first interviewed you, I am dying to hear what the uh, what the Reach Australia elevator pitch is as as in the eyes of um, Peter Shrubmaid. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because Reach Australia is really difficult to understand for even those who've been in the real estate industry for some time. Um, so, you know, I always start by uh, saying we're a venture capital company, and that means absolutely nothing. To <laughs> We're a venture capital um, company that supports prop tech. Yeah, and, and even even that doesn't really mean anything. So it, probably the way I would put it is it's important to understand um, my employer or Reach Australia is is um, subject to a, a venture capital company called Second Century Ventures. And the important part about that is they are the venture capital arm for the National Association of Realtors which is the biggest body of real estate agents on the planet. As far as we know, there's something like 1.9 million members. Um, and so what happened about 25 years ago is they decided that they would uh, start a venture capital fund to invest in property technology so that they would not, um, you know, they'd have a conversation when new prop tech comes up that at least have their foot in the door. And the REACH program is the way, the way that Second Century Ventures invests in property technology and then accelerates those investments forward. So my job here in Australia is I've got, I've got three things that I'm charged with doing, um, identifying new forms of technology, 
investing in those new forms of technology and then accelerating them forward in a six or seven month period. And that that's that is the elevator pitch, the last part of it. That was a very long elevator pitch. It was, yeah, yeah. Well, we I were think going, I'm going to take the award off you now. We were, we were going from the 52nd floor down, so you know it was a longer elevator than normal. Kylie. Awesome. So, so you're investing. Well, you're constantly monitoring and looking at the prop tech landscape here in Australia and and sort of New Zealand and Southeast Asia too, right? Well, yeah, I'm charged. My my position is Asia Pacific. Uh, when I took over the role, it was only really here in Australia. Even though uh, we had a, we had some companies who were internationals, the their play had to be in Australia in some way, shape, or form. Um, this year, we expanded. We haven't officially named it as New Zealand, but we made a really conscious decision to get New Zealand companies and identify them early. And as such, we have two as part of the the, the new cohort that have joined the REACH under the banner of REACH Australia, but we intend to be across Australia and New Zealand. That I, I don't like grouping them together and a lot of the Kiwis on the call will probably be, this will be like fingers down a chalkboard, but our <laughs> markets are very similar. Um, and 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 a lot of the New Zealand companies look at Australia as a, a perfect um, leap across the pond um, a bigger pool. So uh, most of the the companies that we looked at during the application process from New Zealand actually had a play at Australia. So it was a very natural thing to go. Look, we're gonna we're gonna call it Australia New Zealand now. Okay, fantastic. So before we look at who the individual prop techs are, what do I get? Why would I want to be part of the the Reach Australia program? I mean, we we hear a lot about Reach in the US and how that's an amazing way to scale into the US, but why would I want to come into the Oz program? Yeah, there are a bunch of reasons, um, and and I'll I'll go through them. I'll go through them all. Like, firstly, I think one of the misconceptions is it's about the money. Um, a lot of the people who pitch me believe we're <laughs> going to write them a check for a million dollars. No, no, isn't that going to happen? No, oh, that's, that's disappointing. <laughs> well, um, one of the things I think you need to understand about venture capital companies in general is quite often the first check won't be a big one. Um, the venture capital company will write you a check and they will then see how you handle that money. And then if if that is handled well and you've actually grown their investment, then the secondary check that comes is is more than likely to be larger than the first. Um, and so we do do quite a bit of secondary investing after the original, especially for companies who've proven that they um, you know, have have utilized the cash that we've given them the first time in a in a very productive way, and they've grown that investment. So, but coming back to the question, uh, you know, it's it's really not about the money, the the reach program. If I'm honest, the money is great, and there is money, <laughs> but it's it, it's not the reason you should join. So, you know, if you're on the call listening, going, I'm going to get two million dollars. That's that's probably not us. Um, there would there may be other companies out there, but right now, most venture capitalists, even though they don't want to admit it. They have their hands in their pockets. They're not spending. Um, mm. So a- anyway, consistently, one of the things I-, I find really cool about the REACH program is we are consistent. We will put out a program once a year and 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 we will invest capital. So part of the, the getting back to your, your question, I think the reason you join the REACH company is for the accelerator program um, almost specifically. And with that, you know, the benefits that come with it, I think I'm a benefit um, already. <laughs> Um, already, I have I have guided um, multiple companies in areas that they just they have no idea about. Um, I think Tom is a 
is a huge um, part of the the REACH program. His expertise in funding is, um, oh, well, or, or second to none across the, the board. There is also, um, you know, Ebony is amazing in systems processes and efficiency. So the, the actual team that we've got here covers off just about every area of property technology that you can think of from um, sales and marketing strategies all the way through to funding. The the not not in any particular order, but the other part of it is uh, people like you, uh, and you are part of the mentor program. Um, the overwhelming feedback from a conference we just had that you were there was that you know your advice was incredibly invaluable. I don't know too many people who are more experienced in the prop tech landscape than than you yourself, Kylie Davis, and then oh, there shush. are. Other- And and then there are other mentors, you know, and many other mentors. We have over 150 of them. And so, um, as part of that, on the mentors, what we try and do is we create a bespoke path by introducing you to strategic mentors who will help grow your vision. And these are all people who give their time freely. Um, They may have professional services that they that uh, are additional add-ons should you wish to engage them. But these are people who give their time freely to guide you as best they can because they believe in accelerating property technology companies forward, especially Australia and New Zealand ones. So, um, you know, the the mentors is a huge part of it, but then there's the the networking functions and the events that we go to. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm quite big on them. (laughs) Are you really? (laughs) I would never have known. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was all, obviously. Look, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to throw shade at you. You know, I think you are a major you, benefit. You're <laughs> fine throwing shade at me. <laughs> it would but, be our relationship, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be authentic if you didn't. Um, the 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 um, the networking and the events functions are hugely beneficial because quite a lot of the deals that are actually struck, uh, you know, whether they are struck with potential targets or other vendors or, um, you know, any kind of way of advancing your your company, they are generally done in the networking and events functions that we throw. And then, you know, the huge um, one that I've overlooked is the global reach of reach, um, you know, and I know that's a lot to get your head around. There's a lot of reaches in there. But um, the we have a portfolio summit every year that is actually the diamond in the program whereby we have um, all of the reach portfolios come together in one location and it's not a, it's not about me um you know as a as a, a mentor to you telling you how to do it you're actually in the room with all of these other people a melting pot of other property technologies from other countries and you know in the reach programs now we have UK Canada USA Latin America Australia New Zealand and we're looking to expand with potentially two others next year as well. So um, you have this melting pot of property technology companies and you'll find that they're all going through very, very similar things despite geographical differences at the same time. And um, that is a that is a huge, a huge benefit to the REACH program. Um, you know, also directions to other ponds. We find Australian and New Zealand prop techs almost need to traverse our geographical location in order to get bigger than what they could possibly be in our market. And mm-hmm. you and I both know that we have quite a big market here in Australia, but it's still generally not enough. You could be the biggest player in a small pond and still very, very small globally. So the companies that have done really, really well from Australia are those who have jumped across to either a UK or a USA or North America in general tends to be the one that people look for. And yeah. I, I believe we have pathways and we're 
quite capable. I, th- I think we're uniquely positioned to do that, not just because of our US reach program, but because I, I've done it before. Um, and not just in the USA, I mean, in 110 countries was where Box Brownie was when I left it. So, um, you know, it's this is not foreign to me. I have multiple strategies for taking people, not just from Australia to North America, but Australia to the UK and, and other countries, depending on what your product is and where the target audience is. Yeah, I love I love this. And I think what's one of the really big values in the REACH program is that that um, creating a cohort of people who are going through or getting to know people who are going through the same thing on the founder journey that you are, because it can be really isolating and feel really lonely and <laughs> deeply stressful at times and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. But then yeah. also that ability to connect into a network of people who have been there, done that, know know the potholes in the road and can steer you around stuff and help you grow faster so that you don't have to make all the same mistakes that everyone else has made right yeah and yeah. and that there's uh that's a really good point that family if you want to call it that or community um is probably a better <laughs> better word although families you know family might be a great one depends what your relationship with the family is but <laughs> that's right families let's, are you up <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> if they're not right <laughs> okay let's go with community thank you for the yeah. clarification Kylie. Um, but that community of people, they are in constant contact. Like there's not a day that doesn't go by where they are uh, messaging each other and, and people are going, what did what do you f- find about this conference? Or what is has anyone had this opportunity before? Has anyone dealt with this particular um, franchise? Is, is there a, a great way in? And that knowledge base is like unbelievable because you have um, not just myself, Ebony and Tom on that, but you have the, the current... Um, a uh, group of companies, uh, the class of 2023, and and here in Australia we have 2022, 20, 21, and 20 as well. So there's nearly uh, 45 companies that you have, all with the same shareholder, have all been through very very similar experiences, and to be able to rely on that that knowledge base of people, and and you know some of them three years down the track who have really really uh, solid. Um, and shareable knowledge that they are willing to put out in order to see their fellow companies advance in the same way that they did is is just priceless. At the at the conference um, at Genesis the other week, the thing that one of the things that struck me the most that underlined the value of reach was when Moston Howe from Ubi Park spoke, and he was able to show on a graph um, on his about when he went into the program what his business was doing beforehand, and then what happened afterwards because he obviously took a lot of the advice and drank from the fire hose. Yeah, look, and Mostyn, Mostyn is a shining light. And the way, you know, probably to put a bit of realism on that, um, the way I would describe a class is just like a class. Do you remember, um, I, know, I know for both of us it's going to be hard to remember, but back in primary school you would have these classes and for me we were sitting at desks and there were still chalkboards um, in front of me, but there would be um, invariably you had a teacher who would rank people as the head of the class, and that whole you know go to the front of the class means that this person has done really well in the program. The the cohort is like a class, and you know we're really upfront with the people who who join the cohort. What you get out of a year of acceleration will depend on what you put in, and it's the same you know in a in grade five. If I wanted to excel and be at the front of the class, I would 
work harder. I would um, probably do the things that the, t- the teacher had told me or benefit from those experiences or really lean into them and, and rely on those and move forward. And Mostyn, um, um, he was in a class of, of excellent um, candidates, but he was definitely a star performer in, in that area. Um, he had developed a product that to this day, I don't think anyone has has come across in the in the ever sexy area of parking um <laughs> as he admits yeah. <laughs> yeah well he's very upfront about that it, it isn't uh, it isn't a wonderful topic but um you know he has absolutely nailed it he's very passionate about it and um he continues to lead by example not just within his own um uh, alumni group but within the 2023 cohort so we we find it really beneficial for them to speak to somebody who's gone there and done it before and he can tell them how he has leveraged the reach program to his advantage yeah so so look let's let's go through who's in your so i just sorry before we do that a bit of a shout out to the to the um pioneers of reach i guess um in australia which is box brownie active pipe rate my agent have i missed anyone well there's there's a ton of them so there's a ton of them but the the first guys that sort of went through that made the americans realize that actually there's something to this australian prop tech these guys seem to be punching above their weight yeah, they, it, those three would be probably the three that made America sit up and have a look at the region and go, actually, uh, and I, I don't know if you know the evolution, but when we entered the space in, um, I think it was 2017, Inman Connect San Francisco, um, up until that point- My most favourite one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love San Fran too, and, and that particular Inman. But the um, my favorite, uh, what well, the the point I would make is a lot of the Americans at that stage, when they looked for new property technology, would look towards Germany. They would, ah. they would, the Germans were the ones that were bringing it in, and also Canada. Canada uh-huh. were the two hotspots. And I, I know I just read a report um, recently by Greg Greg Robertson, who was actually part of the um, breach program himself. And he was referring to Australia as the new Germany and Canada. He was oh, saying there new was Germany. It's got interestingly geopolitical uh, terms going on there. But um, the, the what he was saying is that back in the past, we used to look to the Canada and, and Germany as the breeding ground for prop tech. But now more than ever, there are more Australian prop techs that are are trying to bridge that gap and bring that product across here. And and he was making the point that sometimes with a little bit of tweaking, that product actually goes better than a lot of the products that we have over over in the state side. So Yeah, well, it makes sense. Like, you know, it, it, mm. the, the, the plus side of Australia's fragmented legislative um, structure means that if you can dev something to cope with, what, seven, eight different states and territories worth of complexity, then another 52. How many states are there in the US? God, I'm yeah, showing my ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're there. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. Um, another fifty-two states is just par for the course, right? Yeah, and some of those states are, are inherently similar, and yeah, the ones are very different. But yeah. <laughs> so, Pete, tell us who are the who's in the cohort for 2023. Tell us why. So, so let's spend a little time running through who they are. Um, a quick summary of what they do and why you like them. Yeah, so uh, let's let's start with the let's start with our our friends across the ditch. Let's start with the Kiwis first, and uh, I'll introduce List Assist. ListAssist.ai is a, a generative AI. Actually, it writes the listing copy for you. So, if you've got a um, a, a listing you wanting go, wanting to go to market, you upload a couple of photos, you upload the location of the property. 
and um, it generates the listing copy for you uh, instantly, like within seconds. Um, you know, think along the lines of Chat GPT, but the mm-hmm. differences between Chat GPT and List Assist is that List Assist will uh, look through the photos and identify, it breaks down what is in the photos and actually includes that in the listing description, which is something that Chat GPT can't do. So, you know, a great example is if you have wood, uh, pine floors or or um, marble bench tops, it will detect that and it will feature that as part of the listing. And because obviously, because it has the location, it will feature things that are around the listing in real time and it'll write it for you. Now, here in Australia and New Zealand, they actually have quite a play to America as well, where, you know, agents are time poor. Their target audiences would be agents who currently do not write uh, listing well or do not have the time to do it, um, really low cost to entry. Um, so they, you know, that that's something just worth trying because, you know, if if you are one of those agents and, you know, I, I used to work in an office, I think I can count on one hand the amount of agents who used to write really good listing copy. Um, this may be a solution for you. So that that's list assist. Um, really easy to understand. Um, very, very uh I, I guess embedded in the in the New Zealand market, uh, not so much here in Australia and have early shoots in the US at the moment. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy with your current operational workflow? Are you really satisfied with printing, signing, scanning and emailing contracts and then having to wait days for them to be signed and returned? Well, I didn't think so. And I have some good news. There is a better way. Dynamic Methods is the team behind leading real estate industry tech platforms such as Forms Live, REI Forms Live, and RealWorks. With a mission to make better happen, Dynamic Methods are dedicated to providing efficiency and productivity tools, boosting form technology to real estate agencies across Australia. Each month, 50,000 real estate professionals across 8,500 agencies from every Australian state and territory use dynamic methods form technology, empowering more than 7.2 million transactions a year. Dynamic Methods is also proud to host quality integrations with some of the prop tech industry's most powerful technologies, such as DocuSign, Secure Exchange, Equifax, and more, putting everything you need to get forms and contracts filled in, signed, verified, and exchanged into one easy platform. So if you're ready to ditch the pen and paper, make your agency look more efficient, head to dynamicmethods.com.au slash partners to learn more. Who's next? Um, Tappy, uh, and and there's a bit of conjecture how to pronounce this, even amongst the Tappy folk themselves, <laughs> as to whether it's Tappy or Tappy, and and I, I don't know, maybe it's just me being an ignorant Aussie and not knowing the correct pronunciation of that. I'm going to call them Tappy for the purpose of this call. Um, Tal and Taylor will kill me later if it's wrong, but um, they are a property maintenance solution, so they are um, very much uh, a. a an add-on to your property management department to simplify property maintenance for the tenant. So they are the guys that the tenant would go to or message saying, hey, my hot water system's broken. They would inject a bunch of um, uh, responses to detect as to whether the tenant had properly troubleshot that. Um, and then if that was not the case, they would engage a emergency repairer to go out for the property. And obviously that takes time off the property manager who 
you know, 24 seven um, would not be answering that at 2 a.m. on a on a Sunday morning. And and feasibly, you, you wouldn't want that. Our property managers are under stress at the moment anyway. Um, that's just one part of their service. Um, what I really like, and I didn't describe that about List Assist, what I like about theirs is that they take time off an agent. But with Tappy, number one, they're, they're removing um, some of the roles that a property manager are unrealistically sometimes expected to execute outside of their their working hours. Uh, the second part of what I like about them is the property care that they, the aspect of their platform that they have property care, which is where, whereby they actually start to formulate a um, a list of things that have happened to the investment property. So let's say a light is changed, there's a record kept of that. And if that light is changed again in a month, um, quite often your property manager may not even remember that, but the the application, it does, and there might be a, a greater inherent issue. So rather than repairing that light, you know, 17 times, th- this app will, you know, as part of their system, they will understand that and you will have that record of maintenance there rather than just executing a task and forgetting it ever happened mm-hmm. um, as part of the service. And they also have a a chatbot that's pretty cool as part of it and that forms the um, communication service between the tenant and and their service in order to engage a, a property management specialist. At the moment, they have 40% of the New Zealand market um, and they are charging in Australia. They would be the fastest growing in this area in Australia right now. And that's um, they've done really well because they're only over here in the last uh, three months. They, they landed here and they are doing really well. So there are, there are Kiwis out of the way. Um, yep. Let's go to let's go to our Australians. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with one that's a bit off centre, and that's a, a a brand new app called Liz App, L I Z App. Yep. And um, this one is largely aimed at tenants. Um, yes, property managers share an interest in this because what the app does is it teaches fiscal responsibility to your tenants, which is ah. should be a huge part of what we do. So this app will do things like um, they can input all of the expenses that they make um, and create their own financial plan of where these things need to be paid. So, you know, the end destination for a property manager or anyone in the real estate scene is that your tenant is paying on time and regularly. Um, not only does this app do that, but it actually teaches the tenant fiscal responsibility with a reward structure in place. So um, it is well worth looking at probably not going to get you this is one of those apps that I keep saying to real estate agents this is probably not going to bring you in a tangible return that you notice other than um you know your rents are getting paid more regularly on time it, it would definitely be an app I would put a problem tenant on and have an expectation that they they use this app especially if they they hadn't paid you know or were having difficulty paying this is an app that showing signs be. of stress or something yeah, that's right. So there's there's that side of it, but this is one of those apps that agents should use because it benefits the consumer, the non-fiduciary consumer, the one that yep. they don't have the fiduciary interest to, yep. and just being good humans. It's something that you should be putting forward because, um, you know, the overall thing for you is even if it's if, even if it's paying one of your properties on time, let alone, you know, five or six that are regularly under stress, even if it solves that problem for you, it solves a problem for the tenant. And um, we need to, as an industry, be better at looking after the consumers that we don't have a signed form with. Yep, totally. So that's Liz App. Um, while we're on consumer, sorry, did mm-hmm. you have a question? No, I was going to say who's number four. 
Yeah, while we're on the consumer, I'm going to go to market buy now. Um, a very interesting fact about Reach is we we've we we have invested in three of these offer management platforms that I'm aware of. There's Offer, which is an offshore company, recently signed up to a few offices here in Queensland. There's Open. Um, people would be aware of that. They've been both part of the Australian program and the Canadian. And there's Market Buy, the Australian operation of Market Buy. Um, and Market Buy. I believe has the largest market share of offer management um, users in Australia, especially in Victoria and Sydney. But uh, overall, I believe uh, Queensland and WA we're well represented as well. And this is one of those um, platforms that co- collects the offers or collects the offers on behalf of a selling agent. So, it, you know, you would direct people who are interested in that property to the market buy page. They would make an offer. Um, that offer, for those of you who are listening and wonder about the technicalities of it, for all intents and purposes, it's an expression of interest. So this is not an auction platform. This is simply a way of collating an offer. But the the reason I love this kind of technology, again, is consumer focused. Um, we're in an industry where we are ranked as second lowest by the consumer as far as trust is concerned. Now, this is a best practice app that not only gives transparency to the seller, but also to the buyer. Um, there's communication in real time that goes backwards and forwards between um, all parties to say, look, you, your offer is no longer the highest offer in play or your offer has been seen or, you know, all of the above, all of the questions that the the purchasers have and the issues that the purchasers have when it comes to buying a house market buy solves for that. It's pretty easy to use and, again, a low barrier. Um, now, it was huge when the market was hot. Um, people were running to it because it was a multiple offer situation. But the crazy part about that is um, it's solved for the transparency and communication. And it's almost like we've forgotten that. It also has massive wraps from the consumers. Like yep. you you go and ask John Hellaby from um, the CEO of MarketBuy as to what his consumers, the, the purchasers are actually saying about using this app and it'll blow your mind. So if you're a real estate agent who wants to do right by, again, the people with you don't have a signed form with, this may be one of those apps to assist you in doing that. Well, also saving yourself a hell of a lot of time, stress, and trying to remember who you've got to call back to check in on whether they want to make an offer or not, right? Absolutely. It's time-saving for the agent. Yeah, and and stress-saving. Yep. You know, you you could be collating offers and getting those through to your your Apple iWatch whilst you're at the pub on a Saturday having a beer. And, and, you know, I I know... (laughs) Yeah, I know as an Is that agent, a good idea? <laughs> I didn't say you would be actioning them, but you'd be collecting the offers at that particular time. Um, yes. So Market Buy is one I'd highly recommend. If you haven't had a look at it and you haven't trialed it, sign up and have a go. Yep. Um, I'll move along. We have um, we have four left. Uh, let's go with property next. Property, P-R-O-P, P-R-T-I. Um, yep. Property are a social media platform. Um, They are engendered in boosting the profile of a real estate agency, or sorry, a real estate agent. So let's say I'm Peter Shravmade and I'm selling here in my my suburb of Palmwoods, beautiful Palmwoods on the Sunshine Coast. Um, I would sign up for property to boost my presence in the area. And they are really, really good at doing this. So they do this largely through various social media platforms. Um, obviously, Facebook is one of them, and that, that's probably a bigger one that they use at the moment, but they use a lot of them. Um, they are engendered in creating content that you just constantly 
push out um, to the the local community that's relevant and gets in front of them and actually says, look, we are we are the dominant players here in this in this area. So it's more of a profile um, boost, if if you want to call it that, but really, really good for reputation enhancing um, for agents and a bit of a twist on the existing one. So I've seen social media boosts on properties before, like, a, you know, 123 Smith Street, I've seen that um, been done to death. There's a thousand of those over in the US. The twist for these guys is they're actually reputation enhancers here in Australia. So if you're in your local area and you don't think you've got the presence that you probably should have, you should go and look up um, property and go and speak to um, Babette and Craig there. They're, they're brilliant and that kind of thing. And also Melissa, who's is on board with them. So awesome. um, three to go. Let's go with one that's from outside the square at the moment. Um, and that is Quant Property Solutions. Yep. Quant currently uh, don't have much of a play at the Australian market. And these guys have developed a solution largely for the US market. So what Quant have done is they've found a way um, using a lot of the data in the US to identify um, the agents who are selling the fastest in a particular price range, selling the fastest and also um, dollars on to market. So the time on market and also the amount of um, money that is expended on the property and where, you know, the estimate thinks it should be the dollars above that importantly. So they, they, they appear to be selling quickly and above market. They've found a way to identify those agents and they refer them onto banks for foreclosure. So if you're, you know, in the financial um, industry in America and you have, uh, and it's happening at a lot at the moment with the rising interest rates, people are just handing their keys back in and saying, um, you know, over to you bank, we're going to give you the house back. The bank then has to go and find an agent in the area to sell it. Uh, Quant had found a way of actually finding the three to five the top agents in that area and um, handing them over to the bank. And the bank will then ask those guys for, you know, some kind of proposal on let's sell a house. But um, really, really solving a really, really big um, issue there for stressed and um, mortgaged homes, in the, particularly in the US. But they're also got plays at adapting their um, technology for Australia. So watch this space there. Okay, awesome. And I'm look, I'm sorry, I'm just looking up because it's a beautiful sunny autumn day here in Sydney. Mm. And um and it's nice and still. And every single aeroplane coming into Kingsford Smith is coming over my house today. So <laughs> I don't know if you can hear well, it, but I um, can. I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm devastated to hear it's a sunny day because, as you know, I've just come from there and it was. I know, and it bucketed with rain the entire it, it, time. It, 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 it did. It wrecked my hair. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got two more. So, real time conveyance are a, 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 a twist on conveyancing. What they actually do is they speed up the process behind the conveyancing um, itself. So. Um, if you talk to Kylie Dillon, there are a bunch of functions that are carried out as as part of conveyancing, and largely at the moment they're in West Australia and South Australia. Um, they actually speed up the the process behind it, so they make all of the connection points that sit in behind the conveyancing process faster for you know anyone, but particularly for a conveyancing company. So they're um, like a CMS for conveyancing, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. To bring conveyancing into the twenty first century. Yeah, yeah, because. You know, that's that's something that we haven't thought about before is is like, yeah, we go, we at the moment it tends to be we go and find the lowest price conveyancer, but not necessarily the one that's going to process our our um our actual 
contract in the fastest way so that our speed to market is better. And a lot of a lot of our focus tends to be on the financier and how quickly they work. Mm. But um, it, you know, realistically, if we're looking at the transaction, we should be looking at the engine that's powering the conveyancer um, behind that. And I know that's hard to look at uh, on behalf of the consumer, but real-time conveyancer are the, are the group that are definitely cutting edge as far as that's concerned in Australia at the moment. They've got an exciting product and, uh, you know, I can't wait to unleash that on more states and territories as they develop. I think I think real-time conveyance is one of those products that we don't, you don't realise what a bottleneck bad, pro- well, not bad processes, but old-fashioned processes that conveyancing can be in a property transaction. Like we can't actually make the whole transaction end-to-end digitised until all the different elements are part of it. So I, I think the work that Kylie's doing is really, really important. Um, yep, it- I, I, I had a personal incident recent, yes, or this week where I went to visit my solicitor about something else and um, he told me that in all... <laughs> This is, you know, so never assume that the legal profession is um, up to speed either because he basically said that he couldn't use DocuSign for the documents that we needed signing because of legislation. So what was going to have to happen is that my sons were going to have to be on a Zoom call with him where he could witness them signing their version of the document and then they would send it to him and he would have witnessed it and they would have a video recording of the witnessing. And it was like... Or you could just docusign it, and that's incredible. <laughs> so, so my so my take home from that. Sorry, I've gone off on a on a rabbit no. hole, but um, the take home from that is: do not assume that um, all parts of society are embracing uh, good practice and disruption at the at the at the same way. No, and I, I think there's been a low incentive for conveyances to speed up that process because this is the way we've always done it. Is the, yeah, and it's know, safe, and, right? It's safe. Yeah. We know that it's legislatively yeah. compliant. Like, because, uh, yeah, so. This episode is sponsored by EasyPay. EasyPay makes collecting PropTech payments easy. As one of Australia's leading subscription payment providers, EasyPay is helping real estate and prop tech businesses to improve rental collection rates, transform arrears management, and increase cash flow. Built for integration with a focus on partnerships, EasyPay's platform works seamlessly with your existing prop tech software, giving you access to industry-leading features that enable complex billing and settlement to support trustless business models. Discover the power of payment automation and leverage one of the first platforms to enable the Pay2 payment solution at easypay.com forward slash PropTech. The final one is, I I think these guys have got the potential to be um, uh, 10x, maybe 20x by the end of the year. And this is a company called Sensor Global. Ah. That, they've got an insane, um, it's a sensor, actually, <laughs> again. You know, it's like, IoT, right? It's yeah, it is. It is. It is very much IoT. And more than just being IoT, it's, it's good on a number of levels. Like we know smoke alarms save lives. That's something that's been drummed into, into us. So they have a life-saving product, which is a cool story. Um, you know, but it's not just a property technology solution. This one actually saves lives. So they've got a sensor. It, in, for all intents and purposes, let's call it a smoke alarm. Uh, it has just been approved by the CSIRO. And the super cool thing about this one, and this is the internet of things that Kylie is referring to, is that this is a managed smoke alarm. So in houses, it will um, wire back to base when there is a problem with the smoke alarm. And why, why that is wildly, 
wildly important at the Only moment. working smoke alarms save lives. Yeah, correct. There's that. Yep. So mm-hmm. it will it will tell you when it's not working. But the secondary part about that is anyone who's across uh, landlord legislation in Australia at the moment will know that most states are moving to a uh, uh, some kind of jurisdictional um, legislation where those smoke alarms need to be checked at least once every 12 months by an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, an electrician is the person that's checking it. So you can imagine how much that costs to send somebody out for each property that's out there on the market. Well, and what the- a pain. Yep. These smoke alarms detect as they, they have their own managed service in there and they cover off on all of the areas of detection that the electrician will have to look at. So they are capable of checking themselves. And, you know, if you're a property manager out there, you're, you're going to be absolutely frothing at the idea that there is this type of product coming to market. They're a similar price to the existing smoke alarms to install and they just come with a yearly fee, which is far less than um, the the electrician. So genius on that account. And then the other thing that they're building into that, which is also genius, is they are building water sensors in, so running water in particular. Mm. Um, Now, I was not across this, but um, running water or water damage is the number one insurable payout for tenanted homes um, in Australia. So uh, your insurers will tell you that that is a massive thing. It may, it doesn't yet, but once they become aware of it, it could actually lower your insurance premium to have something like that in your house. We don't know that for sure yet, so don't run out and and grab one. You you can't at the moment. So these things are in trial mode. Um, uh, Andrew Cox is the guy to speak to, but he's he's got a bunch of them in, in trial. They're testing them at the moment. Um, they should be to the market probably in the next two months. You'll see a flood of them hit the market. Um, and he has people lining up for these. So Sensor Global are not just aimed at Australia. I mean, you can imagine how these would be used in every social housing context, in every um, uh, elderly residence that's out there. But uh, globally, people are interested in this asset managers from around the globe are, are, are waiting on these. They're in high demand. So um yeah, that one's that one's pretty exciting. And they are, that rounds out the eight companies that are part of the REACH program this year. I think um, within them, this is a unique cohort because they're all residentially focused. We didn't, we didn't plan for that. It, it was just the way it fell into play. But um, if you look at that, I know your listeners on this podcast will at least have one of those that they're going, oh, okay, well, and maybe check I that need one to, out. Yeah, maybe I need to look at that. So, you know, if you need any any details, I'm sure Kylie's going to put my name up there. Just spam me and I'll be able to direct you to the right source. And we'll try and put some links through. I'll try and be organized enough to put links into the <laughs> into the show notes while I'm away. Sure. <laughs> cool. So what do you think they say about where residential prop tech is at the moment? Like what's your kind of overarching view of of what you see is happening in the space? Well, I, I feel over the last couple of years, a lot of um, the prop techs have been ignoring, almost ignoring the residential side because um, the larger players have had uh, all of the innovative solutions. We've seen a lot of aggregation and a lot of mergers and acquisitions that have happened in there. And, and a lot of that is because companies couldn't get funding so they, you know, they've gone looking for other solutions, and some of that is mergers and acquisitions, and some of them are exits out of the business where that technology is carried by a larger company. So um, I believe when you're a prop tech company uh, owner coming into the market, a lot of people view the commercial side as being more palatable because 
there are a lot more venture capitals and a lot more of uh, companies like Deloitte, JLL, uh, CBRE. If you can snag one of those, then all with a solution, all of a sudden your product has life for however long because they'll roll it out across their large assets. Dexas would be another one. You know that yeah. the, there are a lot of prop tech companies that yeah look at that. And the residential market sometimes is almost ignored. Um, the biggest thing I would say about these guys is they all seem to have relevance to agencies to where they sit. And I know as a as somebody coming in to manage the uh, as the managing partner of Reach Australia, the constant comment I would get is, "Yeah, we've had a look at your technology in the past, and it hasn't had a lot of relevance to us." Well, you know, twenty twenty three. Have a look. Have a, ha- how about these apples? <laughs> have, have, have a look at this. And there's got to be there's got to be something in there that you are not doing as part of your business that is relevant to you and the state of play. And more than that, you know, three of these are solving for in depth problems in the property management space, which is uh, you know very neglected as far as I'm concerned. And then the then you've got two of those with consumer plays that are not. Um, that are best practice in in my opinion, um, and and you have some uh, other good news stories in there. And the other thing that I'd point out is this year we have our most diverse and inclusive portfolio as far as gender is concerned. And you know, yeah, I feel that's well done. I, I, am I happy about that? Like the conversations that were going on at Genesis, which, by the way, Reach Genesis is the kickoff party where we 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 uh, get all of the cohort together and we look at a, a lot of things that prop techs. Um, don't do well in the first couple of years in 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 way of by way of um, preparing them to understand when these things pop up and actually deal with them. The the conversations that went on were largely um, you know uh, there was a, a a much better flavor to them because we instead of having a sort of ninety percent men and ten percent women, there were fifty percent of women in the room and and the conversations that we have as part of that they they are so much better as a result of the diversity that we're able to include. Now, um, next year when we're on the program, I'm going to tell you that I'll be lucky to do a 50-50 split again, Kylie, but we'll- <laughs> you know, sucked up all the people. Yeah, we, we will, you know, so don't, sh- don't, sh- don't shoot me down. But we, we will definitely do it. And coming out of that, one of the things that I have noticed- and this may be, you know, if you're if you're a female in prop tech at the moment, or anyone from a diversity perspective in prop tech at the moment, one of the things I've noticed in particular is that nearly every female that we've had um, as a in the in a C-suite position has actually originated as an operator within the industry, and that's very interesting because that go. is. That is not where we get the male operators from. Very rarely are they within the industry, right, Kylie? So that's true. This could actually be a clue or a breadcrumb if you you're a, you know if you're looking um, to start something and you're in the industry going I'm just a lowly property manager or a real estate agent um, you know these people should give you some kind of example to look at and go well they've done it and they've come from the industry just the same as I have so you know if you're out there listening um, we'd love to hear your ideas subject matter expertise is very very important right and understanding firsthand the pain points some of the Absolutely. prop tech that we see that just doesn't land is tech that this comes from a tech background with a perceived idea of what a pain point is as opposed to yep. someone and, in there. And you might be a male who has a great prop tech idea. This could be a good suggestion to team up with somebody from the Find industry. Find a chick. 
Uh, I'm allowed to we, say that. <laughs> we, we all know that male prop tech founders can't get chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you and I could talk under concrete, and in fact, we regularly do, but I'm quite conscious of the time. So on that note, <laughs> on that note that's I feel like note. we should wrap. I feel like that should be the introduction to the PropTech Association Awards this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally should. Yeah, totally should. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being on the PropTech Association board. It's great to have you on board this oh, it's year. It's great to be on board. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you. Well, I'll see you up at ARIC, I guess, but also um, looking forward to seeing you at the PropTech Awards on <laughs> She looks towards her calendar. Uh, July nineteen. I should have it tattooed in my head, but there's been a bit going on. No, don't don't get that tattooed because it'll be a different date next year. <laughs> next year, then that would be awkward. <laughs> it would be. You're just going to have to cross them out each year. Be like a prison yeah. wall. Yeah, 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 that's all right. Um, great to chat as usual. Thank you for having me on the program. I, I love your podcast, so um, you know, always a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much, Rob. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for being on the show. So, look, you've all been listening long enough, so I'll keep this wrap tight. There are some fantastic prop techs in the REACH program this year, and we've included links to them in the show notes, or you can check them out most easily on the REACH Australia website directly at www.reachau.com forward slash 2023 class or one word. I do want to give a big shout out to, to Ebony Shrovemaid, who is COO of Reach. Ebs is the queen of organisation structure and processes, and it's her attention to detail and focus on the stability and efficiency that is giving Reach real depth in the programming, and that allows Pete to do all the fun stuff. Together with Tom, who does all of their application assessments and their VC deals, those three are an amazing team. So, look, if you're a prop tech wanting to expand into Australia, New Zealand or Southeast Asia, you should definitely consider applying for the 2024 cohort later in the year and check out the Reach Australia website for details on that. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech Podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my podcast producer, the fabulous Charlie Hollands, and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the name behind Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Australia, Australia's industry body supporting the flourishing prop tech community. Now, if you're an Australian or a New Zealand prop tech who would like to be on the show, drop me a line via LinkedIn or Kylie at proptechassociation.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, keep on prop teching. Do you run a prop tech business or are you the founder of a prop tech? Make sure you join the Prop Tech Association of Australia. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally to help you promote and grow your business. Go to proptechassociation.com.au and follow the prompts to join.